Well, welcome to Uncensored Stories. I'm your host, Ryan Dowdy, former director of sales and college athlete turned sales coach. And I have the privilege of interviewing some of the coolest entrepreneurs I have had the opportunity to meet. In this interview series, you are going to hear stories that will give you inspiration, that will give you hope, that will encourage you to continue to moving forward in your entrepreneurial journey. So let's dive in and meet our amazing entrepreneurs. All right, guys, I am so excited for my interview today in the How They Started series with Anna Franzen, and she is a business coach and mentor, and you guys know I always like to tell you how I met uh, my interviewees, and fun fact, we've never met. Um, we've just kind of been in each other's circle, I honestly think, since I started you know, a couple of years ago, and Anna just always showed up very authentically. Um, her style is very different than mine. She's, she's very soft, and she's just very sweet and fun, and I just have really enjoyed her journey and, and watching her show up really authentically and, um, you know, selling from her heart and all the things. So when we started this series, I knew that she was someone uh, that I wanted to have a conversation with and wanted you guys to meet. So Anna, take a couple minutes, tell us kind of your, your story, how you wound up on this journey and all the amazing things that you do. Yes. Happy. And I just want to say, like, I agree. Like how beautiful is it that the online space, like in many ways, I feel like I know you and your right. business and I love your vibe. And so I feel like it's such a visibility is such a gift because we get to know each other. Right. So I started my business in 2016. When did you start your business, Ryan? Um, so 2018 was like my first stab and like 2019 was when I finally started making money. <laughs> I love, I love that. I love it. Yeah. For me, it was like 2016, 2017. So I love yeah. that. So I started my business. Then I was working my day job as a therapist and I was pregnant with my second child. And I just thought, why not add something else and start a business? Right. Of course. I love that. So you were a therapist. What kind of therapist? Yeah, I did um, mental health counseling for a university is the last place that I worked doing counseling with the college students. How cool. And so why the pivot? Why did I start my business? Yeah. <laughs> well, while I was doing my day job, I just had an inkling that there was like something more out there for me. And so I kind of started dabbling in life coaching. Um, and so we had a local coffee shop that my husband and I was like a community nonprofit and we helped support it. So I just started doing like workshops there and kind of feeling out like, what does it look like to use my skills outside of my paycheck? Because I had never really done entrepreneurship. I didn't have entrepreneurship in my blood. Um, um, and then I ended up doing, like I stumbled into Facebook groups, didn't really know the Facebook group world, but ended up doing like with my life coaching business, a challenge, filling it with 80 people and selling out my first group coaching program that way, like almost on accident. Right. And from there I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I if the whole thing, you know, you, you talk about selling too, mm -hmm. felt awful. Like I was receiving money and people were paying me and it felt, I told my husband at the time, like, I felt like a scammer, like I'm making money and I'm doing like, do I deserve to be making money this way? And so that really was in some ways, my first lower ticket clients. Um, and it was just, and I think we just need to normalize that sometimes that process of making money can be hard and weird. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. So like you, you booked out your first, your first, launch as, yeah. as a life coach. And then how long did you do life coaching before you realized that like business and sales was kind of your jam? Yeah. So I was doing that like early 2016. I'm trying to think if I, I think I was pregnant. I was really, really early in pregnancy. And then people were asking me, Anna, how are you doing that? Like what, what's even going on over there? And I was like, number one, I don't even know. <laughs> 
number two, I really started leaning, uh, doing a little bit of like business coaching on the side and talking about social media marketing and all of that. And I realized a lot of my life coaching was more pure in the sense, like as a therapist, like holding the space for people. And I realized in business coaching, I was able to be a little bit more strategic and like give all my tips and tricks. And I really loved that side. And so I started taking on Um, I did a scholarship offer for my first business coaching clients to try it out. And that's how I ended up landing my first paying clients too, was through the scholarship strategy. Um, and then I was doing both. I was doing my therapy. I was doing life coaching and I was doing business coaching. And I was like, this is all great, but I've got to pick because I'm about to have a child. So I put in my notice in my therapy job and I stopped life coaching and went all in on business coaching that end of fall 2016. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That's so much fun. Um, tell me, do you mind sharing kind of your scholarship strategy? Like I would love to hear that. Yes. So I have a podcast episode on this because I just, it's just such a fun way to find clients. I feel like, especially at the start of your business. So what I did is I said, okay, people, I, and this is, I was still struggling with a lot of imposter syndrome, even though I did a version of coaching as a therapist, meeting one-on-one with people and, you know, before that I worked in residence life, higher education. So I'd really done iterations of coaching. I still felt like I don't have a certification as a coach. Like no one's beamed me on the head and like made me a coach. So I felt really comfortable to do. I did three full scholarships for three months of coaching with me. So I had people apply, you know, fill out an application. So I knew they'd be serious. Um, and I was working with a coach by this time, by the way, that helped me do this. Lacey Sites was my first coach. Oh, fun. Yeah. And so she gave me the idea and helped me with that strategy because I was doing it intentionally so that the people that didn't win the scholarship, I gave a discount to work with me. So I signed some people that way. And then all three of the people that I granted the scholarship to worked with me in some continued capacity and paid me money after that. That's so fun. I love that. And there's so much drama around like work for free. Don't work for free, work for free. Don't work for free. And I'm a fan of that strategy. Like I love it, especially when you are dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome, because sometimes you just need the experience Yes. as much as the person you're, you're working with gets a transformation from working with you, which is fantastic. But like, sometimes for you, it's just like, oh yeah, like I can do this. Like, I think working for free has so much more for you and like your brain and your belief than it is for the person you're serving for free. hundred percent. Right. And you're doing the work, right. Instead of like thinking you're like, Oh no, I am coaching because I'm, I just had a client do this strategy and she had, um, I think six people apply for this, for the scholarship. So not even that many applications. And she was able to get, you know, three people to do it for free. And in addition, two or three people to pay her. And so I think like, when you think about it, we're not talking about big numbers, but when you're showing up and connecting and you're actually caring about your clients and doing good work, like it is just such an asset to your business. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I just love that. I think that's fantastic. Um, and Facebook groups, you mentioned Facebook groups. And so I teach a lot about Facebook groups. I have a Facebook group. I love your Facebook group is fantastic as well. Um, but like you also network and hang out in other Facebook groups and do a lot of that other stuff. Um, and that's what I teach. Like I teach my clients like Facebook groups, 
are, I think, one of the most incredible ways to network, right? They're like in-person networking events, but on the internet, like it's just really, really cool. Any like fun kind of hacks that you um, that you talk about a lot about how to use that strategy without feeling, because I get the idea of like, well, this is somebody else's community and yeah. I don't want to be spammy and I don't want people to feel like I'm trying to steal their clients. Like any kind of thoughts about that, Anna? I think like when I, people run across that, um, I always encourage them to like show up on their own content base first, whether it's their Instagram or their Facebook group, like really establishing their own home base for content and creating content for their own platform. And then just repurposing to other places. I think I've really seen clients because then they're not overthinking like, ah, oh, I feel bad posting this in someone else's group because they've already created it. So they're just really adjusting mm -hmm. it and copy and pasting it for other places. I love that. And so you also do, cause you have a program called sell with heart, which I just think is so much fun. Um, how did that kind of come out of, of business coaching? Like, why did you kind of pluck sales out and create an entire program around that? Ah, uh, yes. I love that question. I think it's cause I struggled with it so much at the start. Like I really did struggle, especially when I, you know, I done my group program, but then I realized, okay, if I want to start making five, 10 K months, I've got to do some one-on-one -on -one coaching to get up to that when I didn't have like a huge audience at first. Right. right? So I realized <laughs> at first I was like, okay, is there a way to like fill all my client spaces without selling? because I don't want to sell. Right. And then my clients tell me this all the time. Right. Okay. I don't want to sell. I'm like, Oh, so you don't want to make money then. And they're like, no, I do want to make money. Just can we skip the sales part? Right. I know you're about this too. So anyway, I had to go through my own iteration and evolution and now I'm freaking obsessed with sales. <laughs> and I think like, you know, it just can be such a beautiful thing. And I love my favorite reframes for selling. If that word feels icky or off to you is using the word invite. Mm -hmm. And just remembering, like when you have something that you're proud of and that works, all you're doing is inviting people to your paid work. And so I just love helping people with that. I love that. I think that's so fun. One gal I, I did an interview with, she talks about, she uses the word enroll. She was like, I don't, I don't sell clients. Like I don't sell, I just, I enroll. Right. Um, and that word works for her. And I'm like, you know, call it what I, the salesperson in me is like, but it's still sales. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> however you need to trick your brain into doing the work, like I'm here for it. That's fine. Um, but that was her word. She's like, we, we enroll clients. Like, yeah. I'm, you can I am all for the land. And I think the former like mental health therapist in me loves language changes because I mm -hmm. think sometimes like we have a bad association with something and it's not the thing, right. But it can stop us literally from taking action. You know, I also call, instead of calling people like prospects, like when I first heard that in the online space, I was like, that word doesn't align with me. So I use the word pre-clients. Um, and so I think, <laughs> I think like those little words, which is made, I'm telling you the biggest difference for me. And so I think introducing that to my clients, I think is I've seen a big shift too. Yeah. I love that. So we, we use the word, I, I don't use the word prospect as much. Um, cause that felt very corporate to me. Like in the corporate space, we had prospects. We talk a lot about potential clients. Like that's kind of the, the verbiage that we use, um, in my community. So how did we get from the journey of, and this is just me like selfishly having you tell the story. Of, like, I hate sales. It's terrible. I don't want to do this. I want to build a business to, to without doing it to like becoming obsessed with it and literally building a program around it. Like what oh was that gosh. journey? Well, I think it was realizing number one, like sales was the gateway to me doing the work that I love. I 
could coach all day long. I love yes. one-on-one coaching. I love group coaching. And so realizing that sales was just that gateway to my work, but also realizing that I could do sales in a way that was enjoyable to me, you know, keeping it super simple and, you know, people all the time, you know, get results from my free sales calls or my free sales webinars, you know? And so realizing that, you know, people ask the question, how much should I give value and how much can I sell instead of realizing that maybe sometimes the sales process is valuable too. Um, I think it made a big difference for me. Yeah. I love that. Um, cause we, we talk about that too. I always tell my clients to sell the value of your free call, right? Because nobody, I don't care. Even if they plan to buy, nobody wants to get on a call, a call to just be sold, right? Like that never feels good. So I always say like, what's the value? Like if somebody has a 30 minute conversation with you or an hour long conversation, however long you want your sales call to be, you know, what do they walk away with? Um, and like that really has helped a lot of my clients of like, oh, I'm not just making an offer of like, hey, let get on the phone. Let me sell you something. Get on the phone. Let me solve a problem for you. And then we'll talk about what it looks like for us to work together. Um, and, and that shift has helped a lot for a lot of my clients. I love that. Yeah. So um, and like finding that, like, what's the value of the call? Why does somebody want to spend 30 minutes for you? And it's a good exercise for your brain to go to work on as well Is what is the value of my call? Yeah. Right. Like yes. what, how can I, how can I add value? And it just ups, you know, it ups your energy level. It ups your confidence, um, all of the things. So here we are, you know, three years later, um, in your journey, um, what are you like, what are you working on now that you're just super excited about? What do you love about what you do every day other than coaching? Ah, I, is, I still love coaching. I, love I still, so mainly I do one-on-one and group okay. high level. I have one group program on visibility and one on sales. And I just, I'm so grateful for it. I think I'm just like, I still, when I started my business, I worked about, um, 10 hours a week. Now I work about, um, a little under 20 hours a week. And so I think my goal, my word of the year, do you have a word of the year for next year yet? I have not picked one yet. No, I know it's a little early, but I was like feeling the like, <laughs> I was like feeling the new year's vibe already. I was like texting my friends. My word for next year is alive. And I just want to be more patient, more present, um, and really continue to grow my business from that place. And so next year I just plan on repeating my programs and welcoming more people into getting visible and making sales with heart. I love that. And I also love that you still do one-on-one -on -one coaching because a lot of people feel like, oh, well, to make a lot of money or to hit my income goals, like I have to roll out of one-on-one -on -one altogether. Um, and I mean, I, I rolled out of one-on-one -on -one because it is just not my favorite. Like I'm a strategist. I love to teach. I love like fast and quick. Like that's my jam. But obviously with your therapy background, you know, one-to-one -one is kind of your jam. Um, have you ever had anybody like try to talk you out of like, oh, well, if you quit doing one-on-one -on -one and just did group, you could make more money and you can do more stuff. And like, how have you kind of dealt with that? Well, I just feel like the way I'm going to make the most money and be happy in the process is by like doing the business model I want. Right. And so yeah. I do love the group work because I think there is a unique dynamic when you get, I do small groups. And so sell yeah. with heart is capped at 10 women. Visible okay. impact is usually around that same amount. And I just feel like small containers are where I see my clients get fast results. And so who knows where I'll be in five years, but for now I am obsessed with doing one-on-one -on -one and then small intimate groups. Cause like you said, I love the strategy, but mm -hmm. I also love the coaching piece, the mindset piece, you know, getting people, not just the sales strategies, but through the money blocks and all that stuff yep. too. Yeah. So final question, um, before we tell everybody where they can hang out with you. So you had talked about like, Hey, I, I did this 
free challenge and, you know, I got my first clients as a life coach. And then I, I did some scholarships. Where did you meet those people? Cause that's everybody's like, you know, newbies questions. Like, where do I find the people? Where do I meet these people? How do I even get 86 people to sign up for my first, you know, yeah. free thing? What was kind of your strategy <laughs> so my, for my first life coaching challenge? Literally I put up like posters around my town <laughs> and I posted it on my personal thing and I asked people to share it for me. Um, so that's how I got my first 80 people. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But that's so simple, right? Like we're all like, oh my gosh, like it's so hard. And it's like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. And then when you chose to pivot into business, yeah. where did those scholarship people come from? So a lot of my life coachy people transitioned with me and were ready to start businesses, which was like kind of, I didn't even plan that, but was a great strategy. And then also I did post in Facebook groups. I did start getting guest features in other places. Um, and then by that time too, I had done some work. And so I was already starting to get some referrals and people sharing like, Hey, you've got to check out Anna and her free Facebook group. So I would say it was a combination of all those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. But all guys, all simple things, all free things. All a hundred percent free. I have, I've like done a little tidbit of ads here and there, but like less than like $500 in the last four years. Like I yeah. really, it's all been organic marketing. Uh, which I think is fantastic as well. We just started like heavily into advertising here in Q4. Um, and I have such a love hate relationship for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is fun. There's lots of people. And then, but then I'm still like, but my organic roots are like, but it was just gonna, you know, we all have our own mindset drama, right? Where I'm like, but what about the relationships? Like, I really love the relationships. And um, I just had to reframe my thoughts around, you know, relationships are relationships, regardless of how you build them. So yeah, yeah we, we did the first like, you know, two years um, organic. And then um, I was like, okay, it's time. Um, and I'm still settling into <laughs> settling into that. So um well, Anna, you are just so much fun. I, I love that we got to have this conversation. Where can everybody, you've mentioned your Facebook group, you've mentioned your podcast. Where are all the places that people can come connect with you? Yes. So the Heart Centered Entrepreneur podcast is the place I send people because you can get my business advice and some interviews in your ears once a week. And then also my Facebook group is the Heart Centered Entrepreneur. And those are the two main places. Talk to me about Heart Centered for a quick second. Like where does, where does that come from? Well, I wish it was like something profound, but honestly, at the very start of my Facebook group four years ago, I was just like, I just, oh, didn't overthink it. And I picked something, which sounds crazy. Right. But since then it's really become something more to me and has meant that, you know, you want to make money online, but you also care about the humans you serve on the back end, and you want to have value alignment with your clients. So that's what it means to me now. <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. One of my first business coaches that I worked with, she was like, just decide, like you can change it later. So she's yeah. like, give yourself, like, I'm going to give myself X amount of time to make this decision and then just decide and run. Um, and I love that because yeah, like your program is even like sell with heart. Like you've, you've encompassed it in all the places. Now I've, exactly. And so I think it's just like at the beginning of your business, like trusting your intuition, not second guessing it. And you can always change it. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, so much fun. All right, guys, you need to go hang out with Anna, uh, go listen to her podcast. Um, her Facebook group is fantastic. It was one of the groups that um, when I first started in my journey that I hung out in and there's just great people there and great content and great conversation. Um, she does a great job over there. So um, Anna, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, Ryan, for having me. Thanks again for watching Uncensored Stories, how they got started. We would love to stay connected on social media. You can join us in the Ambitious Women Entrepreneurs Mastering Sales Skills community on Facebook. Follow us at Uncensored Sales on Instagram or at Uncensored Sales on TikTok. And we'll see you in the next interview.